Welcome back to another episode of the Leading Saints podcast. If you've enjoyed content on this podcast, it's important that I tell you about the Leading Saints newsletter that we send out every week. This newsletter keeps you up to date on all the current Leading Saints content releases, including podcasts, articles, online events, and even live events that might be happening in your own area. In this newsletter, we also recommend some past episodes and written articles that you don't want to miss. Each week, we include additional leadership perspectives and thoughts that you can only find in the weekly newsletter, so you definitely don't want to miss out. To subscribe to the weekly newsletter, simply text the word LEAD to 474747 or visit leadingsaints.org slash subscribe. Again, text the word LEAD to 474747 or visit leadingsaints.org slash subscribe so you don't miss any future Leading Saints content. Joseph Douglas um, from Northland, New Zealand. I personally think for any leader, this is invaluable source to go to and, and hear different perspectives, particularly perspectives that you may not have thought of before, because for the Lord to inspire us, we've got to have something in that bucket. If we've only got two cents in the bucket, then he's really not got a lot to work with. And, and I find that leading saints particularly helps to throw a few nickels and dimes or whatever into that bucket for the Lord to work with. Another How I Lead segment on the Leading Saints podcast. For those of you that are brand new that maybe aren't familiar with Leading Saints and what we do around here, we are a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping Latter-day Saints be better prepared to lead. And we do that through various ways of content creation like this podcast, which I hope you subscribe to and jump into the archives and, and listen to a few more episodes. And then we have our newsletter that goes out every week. You can subscribe to at leadingsaints.org where you will also find some remarkable articles to uh, all, about all things leadership. So check us out. We're glad you found us. And let's jump into this week's How I Lead segment. And it is with Megan Hansen. And Megan is the owner of lovepreyteach.com, which is a phenomenal resource for parents, for primary teachers. Uh, let's see, they have all sorts of uh, primary relief society, young women, Sunday school, just a great teaching resource that's online. She, we have interviewed her before, I think in the Teaching Saints Virtual Summit, and she is definitely an expert when it comes to teaching children. And the resources that she creates are definitely worth checking out. And so I wanted to get her on the How I Lead segment to talk to her about teaching children, especially in the context of teaching children virtually. Now, I hope, I think by the time we release this episode, many wards are beginning to start up primary again, or it may be a while for some of you. So this is a great resource for primary presidencies to maybe share with some of their teachers or whomever you think would, would benefit from it about teaching children virtually. Megan does an awesome job. She has great resources, like I said. So let's jump into it. Here is my interview with Megan Hansen. All right, today I have the opportunity to sit down through the powers of Zoom with Megan Hansen. How are you, Megan? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Very good. Now you are in Arizona, just outside of, of Mesa. Is that right? Yes. Nice. And are you originally from there or? No, no, I'm originally from Idaho, then lived in Utah for 10 years and then moved here about three years ago. Cool. And you are, you run a platform called uh, Love, Pray, Teach, which is phenomenal with uh, resources and ideas and uh, many related to come follow me. How how would you explain the, what you do? Well, we create lesson helps for parents and teachers 
to just help give them the confidence and the tools that they need to keep their classrooms and engaged and just help them with consistency. You know, there's a lot of moms that are just busy. They just need some quick and easy ideas to help their families so they can stay on top of Come Follow Me. Yeah, that's awesome. And you're currently a Sunbeam teacher, but have you had any other experience in in the world of teaching children in in the church? Pretty much every group. Yeah. (laughs) I've taught, I was in the primary presidency. I've taught every age of primary, taught young women's, I've taught the youth, I've taught gospel doctrine. Yeah, done it all. Good. And we connected online a little bit. And uh, I think you, was it in our, was it the Teaching Saints Summit that you presented some things? Is that where we first connected? I forget. No, it was Light the World. Light the World. Very first year of Light the World. Cool. And, but during this time, obviously with shut down with, you know, a lot of teaching going on in the homes and, you know, we as parents, we want to get it right. And so I thought it'd be good to have you on here and just sort of go through some principles, whether they are applicable to teaching during a shutdown with churches limited or just teaching at home in general or teaching for kids and that sort of thing. So, or, or leading, leading kids as well. So as we do in these, how I lead interviews, I had you write down a few principles that we can uh, speak to, or that you can speak to at least. And that'll guide our discussion. And the first one is a good one. Just simply plan, maybe expand on, on what you mean with plan. Yeah. So I'm thinking more along the lines of for a primary presidency mm-hmm. to begin with, um, okay. we need to plan. So we always start with prayer, right? We pray for help. We pray for guidance plan with your Bishop Rick, plan with your state presidency, know what they're expecting of you so that you can help. And then we're getting a lot of people saying, I've been asked to teach a lesson over Zoom, but my kids are four years old, right? Right. (laughs) How do you teach four-year-olds over Zoom? So really decide what's age appropriate. I think a 10-year-old, a nine-year-old, yeah, teach them over Zoom. I think that they would probably really like that. A four-year-old, a five-year-old, that's really difficult. So think age appropriate. What can you do to support the teachers in this? And is, is there anything you're seeing as far as age appropriateness that as far as how they're appro- approaching that or even how to begin to plan? Yeah, I think for the younger kids, well, and this runs for all families for any age, ask the parents. What can I do to help? What Because our job as a primary teacher, as a primary leader, is to assist families, right? So you need to ask the parents, ask, what can we do to help you? You know, my little sunbeams, I took some things around the very first week in January, knocked on the doors, talked to every single parent, asked them, what can I do to help you? And every single one of them said, dropping something off once or twice a month is perfect. Like, that's perfect. Yeah. That's all they needed. <laughs> You know, some parents might want more. We hear from moms that say, I just wish that my kid could be contacted. Like we don't even know who his teacher is. You know, they just want that connection. So anything you're doing right now is great. (laughs) And before it was such a, uh, you know, more time intensive maybe experience. And with the shutdown, there's, you know, just... It, it may just be a twice a month quick uh, conversation at the doorstep or, and, and, you know, it's hopeful now that we're maybe leading into more in-person experience, but, uh, but uh, yeah. And it, it's easy to define yourself that oh, I'm not a good teacher unless I'm sort of in the, per, in the kid's life, like multiple times a week or, or at least once a week. Right. But to just mm-hmm. give yourself some grace there. Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think we kind of, there's a fine line between being lazy 
and saying, oh, it's a pandemic. I don't have to do anything <laughs> yeah. to being a little overzealous, right? Like there, there's a line that we shouldn't cross. And I think we saw a lot of the laziness and I'm going to, I'm going to say I was the first one. Like it was like, oh, I don't have to teach my sunbeams for a little while. But as the pandemic wore on and on and on, like the church did come out and ask us to continue ministering. So we need to be, we need to be ministering. Yeah. What else with the the concept of, of plan that we haven't covered? So we talked about communication. Okay. So if you're going to use Zoom or whatever platform you're going to use, plan, decide how you're going to use it, learn all the tools that you can use on it. I mean, Zoom has a whiteboard. Did you guys know that? Did you know that everybody on Zoom can draw things on that whiteboard? How fun is that to play Pictionary or something with the little kids? Like They would love that. Um, there's breakout rooms for older kids. If you want to do breakout rooms, sharing your screen, showing a video, understand that, you know, if you have a Mac and you share a video, the sound comes on on its own. If you have a PC, you've got to click an extra button, hmm. you know, understand how your computer works with the tech and then use your counselors. If you're the primary president, use your counselors. We've heard from so many. They're like, I just, I don't even know if I have a calling anymore. No one asks me to do anything. Use them. Let them be a moderator. Let them ask them to send assignments like the prayer or the song leader or whatever. Use them. They're there to help. Yeah. And are you seeing any as far as using like the, the song leader? I don't know what, what's happening in your ward or what you've seen. Like, are they doing some, some singing time in, in some form? My ward has not been, but I know many wards are. And I think a lot of choristers are being asked to do something. And that's actually who we hear mostly from our choristers because it's a little scary. It's yeah. like, what do you do? Do you mute? Do you not mute? Do you let all the kids sing at once? Like, what do you do with your own kids while you're trying to help these other, the other kids online? You know, these are the types of things that people are concerned about. Yeah. You know, the, for my kids, their song leader, which I really appreciated, they would make, uh, they make a, whether it's a weekly video and, and they, there's a few song leaders. So they take turns, you know, of making the, the video and they just maybe review a song. So as a parent, it was nice to just sit down, watch this video for five to 10 minutes. And, you know, they learn the words in a song and rather than, you know, trying to get everybody to sing like a choir through zoom where, you know, the bandwidth there maybe isn't strong or the <laughs> delay is obvious, you know? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that goes back to knowing what's expected of you. You know, if you're, if you're asking your song leader to do zoom, if she comes back and says, I'd be more comfortable doing a video, you know, consider it, take it to the Lord, ask your state primary presidency, what they suggest, because every primary is going to be different. We all have different needs and different rules. And so don't do something just because somebody else is. Yeah. Love it. Uh, so the next one is prepare, right? So how does that differ from plan? Yeah. Well, this is you're preparing your lesson, right? So yeah. And it it does kind of go hand in hand with, with plan, but we want to prepare the lesson. Are you going to use visuals? Are you going to use songs? Are you going to use videos? Plan all that, test it out with the tech (laughs) so that you know how to do all that. Maybe you're going to use a board behind you, like know where you're going to stand so that the kids can see the board, how close to the screen that it needs to be all that kind of stuff. So, so plan, plan how long you're going to talk or how long your lesson is going to be 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes is great for children. You don't need to go more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask about time length and really the, 
sort of half the battle is just the, in the preparation of, you know, what do you drop off before? How do, you know, I remember one, one teacher for my six-year-old dropped something off and just had asked them to, to draw a picture between now and Sunday. Right. And so they gave us the parents like, Oh, this is something you could do and have it ready. And then he, he had it available to show all those participating. So it worked out. That's perfect. Yeah. And I bet your, your child was excited to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it really wasn't what she said the day of, you know, it was, the activity that they're doing something and now they feel like they're part of a community that, Oh, look, other kids drew the same thing a different way. Yeah. And that definitely helps with participation when they do get to come and show what they did. Yeah. So what else about prepare? Well, I think like, like you said, do you need, like, think about, do I need to email or drop off anything to the children? Do I need to let the parents know to have some crayons and paper ready? You know, that we're having a friend to friend meeting tomorrow with the general presidency. And they've asked, make sure the kids have paper and crayons. So that's totally something that that, that's okay for you to ask too. (laughs) And then communication with the families is just key. Make sure every family knows how to get on, what time, how long to expect. Do they need to have their child muted? If you want their screens on, ask. A lot of people don't know that. Like, Mm. just ask, just tell them I want their screens on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You want to be able to see them, right? Yeah. So just, just communicate and communicate more than once if you need to. Yeah. And is any tools or is it matter just maybe texting everybody, calling everyone, all the parents in, in, of your class, or is there any other way to go about that? Do what works best for you. So, you know, my class texting works great. I get a response from every single parent when I text. Some people have, some primaries have Facebook groups that are um, really effective. I would use more than one platform. If it's the entire primary, I would probably put it in the newsletter. I would put it on Facebook. I would text or email, you know, those, all, all those different tools that we can use for sure. Love it. And then participate. Yeah. So this is where it's fun, right? This is when we want to get the kids to participate. So I'm just going to put this out there. You're going to feel dumb. You are, you're going to feel dumb (laughs) because you're going to have to be, if you're doing zoom, you're going to have to be a little bit over dramatic Mm -hmm. because you want to pull in those kids. So, you know, I've seen some primary presidents that get up there and they are absolutely perfect for this because they are over dramatic about everything. (laughs) Uh Uh And then you see some that are very reserved. So I'm just, I'm going to give you some pointers to just let go, just have fun with the kids because if you're excited they're going to be excited because this is, this is new for them too. Yeah. You know, this is an interesting dynamic on many levels because as I, uh, even outside of the, you know, zoom meeting or, or outside of the teaching children, uh, as I've consulted other people about podcasting, I always tell them of the, this phenomenon that your, whatever you speak or the energy you bring somehow just gets watered down through the microphone or through the communication. I don't know exactly how it works, but you can feel like you're doing, you're pretty upbeat and you're positive or you're acting just how you always do. But on the other end, you uh, feel, it feels, you know, bland. Like it's just not, not there. And you'll hear this a lot. Like when professional athletes do uh, commercials on the radio or on TV, like you'll see, like, hi, I'm so-and-so from this football team. And I really recommend this, right? Because they don't realize that to them, they're just speaking normal, but it's getting watered down. And so then you're with kids. So you already need to be take it up a level, but you almost have to take it up another level. And then by the time it gets to them, it really is like, oh, this is just a fun bubbly teacher rather than like, and, and your family's like, mom's a lunatic. She's in the yeah. room. You know. <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I teach the little kids, it's very dramatic, very over the top and they respond to that. They love that. So. Yeah. And I love this uh, part of the, your point of partic- participate is be okay with chaos, right? Especially if you have a bunch of sunbeams that are tuning in on zoom, yes. it's going to get a little hectic. Yes. Be okay with chaos. We have this idea in our head that it's going to go right. Yeah. <laughs> and they're all sitting, you know, just listening. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be that way. It's not, you, you're going to be chaos. And for me, if I was doing singing time over zoom, I wouldn't want my kids to be muted. I would want them to sing together and it's going to be glitchy. It's, you know, your kids might be running around in your house. They're going to put their face in front of your screen. It, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. You know, they're, they're children. And I always, anytime anyone tells me like they feel overwhelmed or they just feel like they just aren't good enough. I always tell them, just think about why you're doing this. Why are you doing this? Are you doing it because you're trying to get your kids to under, to learn every single song? Are you doing it because you're trying to get your kids to understand every single scripture story? No, (laughs) you're doing this because you are trying to help children come closer to Christ. That's it. That's, that's your only goal with this. So if it's chaotic and loud, it doesn't matter if the kids are singing a song about Christ, they're coming closer to Christ. That's what it's about. Yeah. And I've noticed with my six-year-old just in the last few years, like as he's attended primary, like it's almost like, it's not even what he remembers or learns, but just this idea that he has a teacher and that he can point at her or him and say, that's my teacher. You know, when we were attending church, he'd always find him or her in sacrament meeting and say, Hey, there's my teacher. Right. And so just like having this presence online where you're, they can see you and they sort of identify you as that's my teacher. It sort of gives them some identity in this, in the context of the church and their, and their experience growing up in, in the church. Yeah, for sure. And as a teacher, we love hearing that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. So my, my 18 year old daughter, oh, she's 19 now. She teaches sunbeams with me. She's my partner. Oh, great. And the kids just absolutely love her. And I think she's a lot more easy to recognize than me. I probably just blend in with a lot of the other women, right? <laughs> Uh-huh. But my 19 year old daughter, like they just go for her. And if we knock on the door, they're the, she's the one that they want to like look to and talk to. And, and she just loves it. And she's, she doesn't even teach. She just comes and supports while I teach, but she's the one that they just love. And they'll, yeah, they'll point her out in sacrament meeting and it's yeah. adorable. Yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> uh, anything else with, with uh, participate? You, you talk, I guess, about this, uh, you know, bring some variety to it. They don't need just a talking head, right? Yeah. The talking head. <laughs> it's the world we live in of the talking kids, heads. Yeah. Kids do not like the talking head. They're sick of the talking head. I don't even think adults like the talking head anymore. You know, so, so bring variety, um, use visual aids. If you know how to make a PowerPoint, have some pictures going, even just holding up a picture is will work showing a video, singing a song. The church has some apps out now that have I think one of the apps has almost every single primary song that you could show. And, and it, it has the words underneath with some pictures going and, you know, even something as simple as that will help get the kids excited to sing. So yeah, use yeah. a variety. And if something didn't work one week, it's okay. Don't use it again. Just use something else. Yeah. And uh, I mean, there's so many resources online. Like one that comes to mind, my kids love is the YouTube channel called Latter-day Kids, right? And they just have mm-hmm. these short two, three minute, four minute videos sometimes of of a thought, a, a story or memorizing an article of faith. And they're so yeah. simple and, and engaging and they've done all the work. You just hit play. So Yeah, I love them. They're great. Yes, for sure. 
Cool. What yeah. else was participate? Um, you know, you can do things like have some sort of a reward system. Like if whoever raises their hand first gets to choose the next person to participate or whoever gives me a, answers this question gets to choose the next song we sing. You know, don't be afraid to do that and say their names, use their names. You've got them. If you're on zoom, it's going to say their names. It'll probably say their parents' name, but <laughs> use the kids' names. They, they miss you. They want to hear from you. They want to know that they are remembered. Yeah. Love that. Cool. Should we move on to uh, your, your final point? Perfection yeah. is not your goal, right? Yes. <laughs> and this is just kind of, as I was doing this, I just thought, you know, <laughs> there are so many women that think that things have to be perfect for it to work or to be good. Mm-hmm. And just throw that out the window because it's not going to be perfect. It's not even be close to perfect. So, I mean, we talked about it being like being okay with the chaos. You're going to be okay with the chaos. Your kids are going to be okay. First of all, always pray for guidance, right? Pray if if you did one lesson and it just completely bombed, <laughs> learn from it. Pray to ask for what can I do next that's different, that's going to work. Take what you learn from that and 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 change it up. So, and just remember that no one's an expert in this right now. Like we're all learning, we're all trying to figure this out and every primary is going to be different. So, it's okay if you're not perfect. Yeah. Anything else at that point that that you want to touch on before we wrap up? Oh, yeah. Miss anything at all? Yeah, there was one thing. Be okay with families that choose not to participate. Hmm. There's going to be families that just don't want to. I have an 11 year old son that this would be a nightmare for him. He does not want to do it, and that's okay. So make sure the reason they're not participating is because they didn't get the message or they don't have the right technology or the right internet, you know, make sure there's nothing like that. That's keeping them from participating. But if it's just a child that just doesn't feel comfortable, be okay with that, but keep inviting for sure. Keep communicating. Yeah. Especially in some, you know, hopefully it's becoming less and less, but some kids are still doing the full-time zoom thing, right. For school during the week. And it's like, actually I need a day rest. And that day rest means we rest from zoom. I cannot take another class on zoom. Right. And so they may decide to engage a different way in their home and and that's fine. You know? Yeah. And just like I said earlier, just remember what your job as a primary teacher leader is, and that's to assist the families. Yeah. So if they don't want to be on zoom, that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. And you mentioned before we hit record, as far as, um, you know, there's, there's some great like Facebook resources, Facebook groups and things that, that you maybe uh, went to, to, to get some suggestions for this discussion. But um, I, I wonder how many are, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of people in those, but maybe what type of resource, how would you recommend those or how do you use those, uh, those resources online? Yeah. So there's one, I think it's called Latter-day Saint Primary Presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got like 30,000 people in it or something. It's, wow. it's huge. And if you ask a question on there, you're going to get multiple responses. Um, so it's, it's great if you want somebody to tell you what to do. Um, but on the flip side, you can get a little bit, um, it's the whole perfectionism type idea again, or comparison. You might see one primary do, doing something that's just awesome and amazing and you don't have the resources for. So be careful with these types of groups because some people go all out and that might not be who you are as a leader and that's okay. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, there's, there's really great resources. I mean, the whole like learning how to do videos on zoom. I learned in that group, mm. <laughs> you know, I didn't know that a PC you had to, actually choose to, to listen, to, to hear the to share your audio. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't have a PC. So that's like a good thing to know. 
Yeah. yeah. That's cool. And I'm just curious, like, what are you, whether in that group or as you're, I mean, you, you sort of work in this world of, of children and church and, and whatnot. I mean, is there any feel that you're getting or perspective just in this time of what they're struggling with or the encouragement they find when, with, with trying to teach children during the shutdown? Um, all of the above. I think people are struggling. Um, I think there's a lack of connection that we're just feeling right now. And so I actually have the word connection written where I can see it every day because it's hard to connect right now. And that's what we need. Um, so as you're planning, you're preparing, think of connection. How can I connect with these children? How can I connect with the other leaders? How can I connect with my, with the teachers, you know, in my, in my own primary, um, (laughs) there's me and my daughter and then two other teachers that have stayed in the primary and everybody else. I don't know if they asked to be released or what happened, but those are the only teachers we have right now. And that's, that's hard. You know, that can be really hard on the primary presidency. So if you're a teacher, try to support the presidency in what they ask you to do. And if you're in the president's treat presidency, try to support the teachers in what they're trying to do. Love it. Well, anything, uh, Megan, that we've, uh, I, that we've missed or that we didn't touch on that you want to make sure we cover or do we do it? Um, well, I, I have to plug my own website here. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. Tell us about it. So our primary packets have activities for older children and younger children. So each lesson is broken up into three points in the church's primary manual. So each point we have an activity to go with and we have them um, um, already set up for you to drop off or to email or even um, Zoom ideas for those older children. So we make it really simple, super simple for you. And uh, you just said lovepreteach.com, is that? Yep, lovepreteach.com. It's a, a, we have subscriptions or you can just buy a packet and try it if you just want to buy an individual packet. They're, I mean, the packets are only four bucks. Um, a subscription is just $8 a month, so. Yeah. Perfect. Well, definitely encourage people to check that out. And uh, last question I have for you, Megan, is as you've had opportunity to lead children, how has that helped you become a better follower of Jesus Christ? Oh, (laughs) that that actually kind of makes me cry thinking about that question. That's really sweet. Children are the closest to Jesus Christ that we have on earth. They really are. So I'm just going to, I'll tell you a story about my daughter. Um, I told you that she was called into sunbeams with me. She was um, a teenager that struggled with her testimony. I don't think she ever really had a testimony. Um, And I started into sunbeams and she didn't call another teacher with me. So she was just helping out and she was loving it so much. We asked the Bishop if she could just be called, you know, she's still supposed to be in young women's, but, um, he let her, her, he let her come in and then they wanted to release me and put me in young women's. And I just had this overwhelming feeling that that wasn't supposed to happen. And I, I talked to them and just said, you know, I think I'm supposed to be here for my daughter. And two weeks later, she gave a talk in testimony or in sacrament meeting and talked about how some beams being in some beams has helped her gain a testimony just being around the little children, understanding their level of the gospel has helped her understand who Christ is, how he much he loves her and how much he loves each of us. And it, like, 
you sometimes you don't get those rewards as a mother, you know. But that was that was absolutely amazing. So these children, they they teach you more than than you're teaching them for sure. That concludes my interview with Megan Hansen. Again, go check out her resources at lovepreteach.com. You can also find her at lovepreteach at whatever social media platform you enjoy. And I'd love to hear from you as far as what other callings or teaching scenarios would you like us to focus on on the How I Lead segment. Uh, One we have coming up is Family History Coordinator. I haven't recorded it yet, but I have some people that are great options for that. So look forward to that. Any other callings we should cover, let us know. Go to leadingsaints.org slash contact send us an email with a request or maybe an idea someone you could refer that we should check out and interview who's doing a remarkable job leading in their calling again go to leadingsaints.org slash contact and i remind you once again to text the word lead to 474747 in order to subscribe to the leading saints weekly newsletter It came as a result of the position of leadership which was imposed upon us by the God of heaven who brought forth a restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when the declaration was made concerning the own and only true and living church upon the face of the earth, we were immediately put in a position of loneliness. The loneliness of leadership from which we cannot shrink nor run away, and to which we must face up with boldness and courage and ability. 